0: It's the Nachum Siegel Network, and you're listening to uh, this week's edition of the OU Jewish Reaction Program. The OU provides uh, amazing guests and very interesting conversation for us each and every week. Uh, Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Eastern Time uh, at the com and of course on the NSN app. And today we get an opportunity to speak to a couple of people who are quite significant when it comes to OU Israel. We've spent a lot of time speaking about the uh, OU and its projects and its departments and um, and different initiatives here in the United States, and uh, of course, Kosherus uh, uh, and otherwise. And now we get an opportunity to speak to some of the people who are at OU Israel making a real impact in the Holy Land. The executive director of OU Israel is Rabbi Avi Berman. He joins us via telephone. Rabbi Berman, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network. It has been quite a while. It's a pleasure to welcome you back.
1: Thank you, thank you very much for having me back. Uh, you yeah, haven't had me so long. I said to myself, "Okay, maybe I spoke badly." <laughs> no, that's not
0: the, <laughs> that's not the case at all. Um, as you pointed out, we're not in Israel enough, and hopefully, we'll change that at some
1: point. Hundred um, percent. We look forward to seeing you there.
0: There are people that are tuned in that may not even be aware of the fact that the OU has such a has any presence in Israel, let alone the strong presence that they do have. Could you give us a brief overview and talk about some of the things that? Ou Israel is responsible for, and how, in fact, they did get to the point where they have a large presence in the Holy Land.
1: Uh, I think that uh, many Bar Hashem of the uh, people listening to us do uh, are aware of what we're doing in Israel. Uh, nevertheless, uh, from time to time, I found one, one or two more people that are unaware. So let's uh, let's make sure that they finish this show because I'm sure they're listening to your show exactly. so that they know. Uh, so, so the uh, the OU started off in Israel, you know, back in the 70s when uh, they uh, uh, had a clear vision and saw that more and more of our high school graduates here, high graduates here in uh, North America, are going to Israel for a year, and they said, listen, it's really great that uh, you know we're trying to run programs for them while they're here in the states, whether it's NCSY, you know, then today's JLIC NCSY alumni, cetera, etc., etc. Uh, but what happens once they go to Israel? Uh, so for the first uh, 15 to 18 uh, years that the OU was in Israel, from like 1978 to the mid uh, mid 90s, uh, it literally was focusing only on Anglo's in Israel. Uh, which ultimately is what created the OU Israel Center, which right. uh, today is uh, under the leadership of uh, Rifki Siegel.
2: Right. She's got a
1: great family name, <laughs> and uh, uh, Baruch Hashem, I think we, we, we're just finishing our numbers now for for 2015. Uh, there were over eighty thousand people uh, through the uh, through the center in different programs in the year 2015. Wow. So it's a, a thank God. I mean, it's just it's bursting by the seams. Uh, programs are anything from Tulim to uh, your ongoing Shirin that are happening, uh, lectures, movie nights, I mean, you name it. You can't even uh, keep up with uh, with what uh, they're doing in your center. And then uh, for those that are unable to come uh, on a daily basis or weekly basis to uh, to, uh, to the OU Center in Yushalayim, we make sure to print out our tidbits and get it all across the country. I know you're, uh, you're interviewing uh, Rep. Seigel uh, later on, right? So I'll make sure she uh, elaborates a lot more about that point. So let's focus a little more with Yerushkes on, on the last 15 says, to 17 years, where well, the OU said, "Listen, you know something? It's, it, it's really fantastic that we're taking care of our own in Israel, but where's our Achrayes totzkayyus Israel, which are you know, which are not Anglo's that are living in Israel? And if you look at the rich experience." that the OU has in uh, in dealing with teenagers across across North America. You know, why not take that uh, unbelievable uh, experience that we have and basically change the dialogue, turn it into Hebrew, and then let's do it for Israelis and Israel? Uh, clearly everything has a little uh, different touch, a little different approach. But uh, we have been su- extremely successful in uh, basically turning NCSY in America into an Israeli, NCSY in Israel, with different programs that are running for, for teens. And it makes no difference if, you know, just like NCSY over here, it could be for a public school kid, it could be for a yeshiva kid, it could be, you know, for any any type of kid uh, that wants to come, whether it's a male or female, uh, whether it's from or not, uh, they find their place in NCSY, they connect Yiddish guys through NCSY, you know, uh, uh, if they're on campus and they want to go to the JYC um, uh, program, it makes no difference if they're coming from from background, background or not. You know, they're all welcome welcome at the OU, and that's really one of the beauties of the OU. That's what we did in Israel. We said, you know, let's let's develop these uh, great uh, OU centers, OU clubs, in all these different towns, uh, and make sure that every single team that needs uh, connecting to his family, connecting to his nation, connecting to his land, connecting uh, to his Torah, uh, feels welcome and uh, comes in because they uh, they want to grow and they want to connect more.
0: And if I remember correctly, the um, the what we're used to here, the diverse type of programming and really addressing, you know, different needs from the most severe cases, so to speak, of kids who are really doing crazy things, let's say, to, you know, more mainstream. Uh, obviously, it's been very specialized in this country, in the United States, by NCSY. And and their youth programs in general, you've gotten to the point in Israel where you've been able to do the same thing already, where you're not just you know doing youth groups or starting youth programs for mainstream youth. You're trying to address needs on both sides of the spectrum.
1: Listen, it's uh, um, a daily challenge. You know, I think that uh, that those that are listening to us that are. Either teenagers or were teenagers, which probably covers the vast majority of those that are listening to us right now. Right. Uh, You know, being a teenager, no matter what generation you're in, is a challenge. Okay? Uh, they're fun years. They're great. I mean, it gives you really an unbelievable opportunity to grow, to, you know, to, to see the world in a different, uh, different eyes. It's really, you know, unbelievable years. And I think we all look back at our teenagers' teenage years and say, wow, those were amazing years. Nevertheless, they're also very risky years because, you know, you're much faster on the trigger. You're much faster to make decisions that afterwards you might regret. And, uh, you know, teams today are exposed to so much, so much, uh, a lot more than, you know, we were exposed to and probably a lot more than they should be exposed to, Uh, you know, just on on their simple iPhone, their simple, you know, uh, smartphone, They, they have more access to what we we ever imagined our children would have access to, uh, and many times that, you know, attempt to bite them. Right. Um, so we come and say, listen, you know something, if you take all these challenges that your average teenager is facing is facing today, uh, and it's, uh, you know, parents that want him to give up to Minion and him not understand the meaning of Minion, and, uh, you know, him coming to show expecting... Uh, uh, you know, uh, an uplifting experience in davening and totally seeing everybody around and talk, or everybody around and want to, you know, answering emails. It's like, and what the heck is happening here, right? Um, you know, th- those are the regular challenges that a teenager has, and-, and now you add on to that, you know, so many challenges that you know a teen might have because he made Aliyah, for example. Uh, so he's he's being enriched a lot more because thank God he's in the land of Israel. He's feeling spiritual more. He's feeling connected. He's feeling like life is a lot more real because he's living in America, uh, living in Israel. But but you add on to that, you know, the fact that uh, you know uh, there was, might be some stabbings in the street right now, or he might know somebody that unfortunately was affected, or he might uh, you know be be a little traumatized from something. You know, and that definitely is not any reason not to be in Israel. You know, I don't want anybody to think that that is a reason to. You know, Chas Hashem refrained from being in Israel one second. Uh, every second we're in Israel is a tremendous chutz, and uh, the more we can be there, the, ma- the better. But, uh, you know, just like a tree, it's, it's it's a lot safer to take a tree and say, oh, you know, let's just grow it inside a house, there's no wind, nobody's going to blow on it, it's not going to fall over. Uh, it's a lot harder when you come and say, you know, let's take a tree outside, let's plant it outside, but nevertheless, there are a lot more winds, there's a lot more snow, there's a lot more rain, and our job is to make sure that if we want the tree to really grow, we want it to be strong, we want it to, to, to blossom, and we want to make sure that you know if it's a tree that's going to last for hundreds of years. Then ultimately, it's only going to happen outside because inside a tree can't really grow. Uh, but our job is really to make sure that you know we're trying to string from one direction when the when the wind is pushing in the other direction. And we're giving it enough water and we're giving it enough shade when it needs. Uh, and that really is what we've decided to develop in Israel. It's really a program. Take, for example, the, uh, the Pearl and Harold Jacob, Jacob Zula outreach center that we have. I'm a smack in Middle Yerushalayim. I mean, this is taking care of modern Orthodox kids, the Tulumi kids, that are going through a rough time. They're coming in, you know, uh, hanging out in the Middle Yerushalayim between 12 o'clock at night to 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. And to be quite honest, they shouldn't be there, Right. But if they are there, then I want to make sure that they have a safe haven that they can come into, that they have, you know, almost 20 advisors and psychologists and social workers that are sitting there and waiting for for these kids to walk in and uh, talking to, you know, literally uh, over 160 kids every single night that they're open. So, you know, thank God we, we have these programs. Uh, and, and to be quite honest, you know, we had a couple surveys and studies done on, on the, uh, Zula program, the Orita program that we have, the Macombolet program that we have, and, and at the end of the day, we look at the numbers that, that are coming through the center, that are coming through the Zula, coming through the, the different branches, and it's just staggering, right? The so one, uh, on the one side, you can come and say, oh, you know, well, darn, look how many kids, uh, are in need of help. Mitzvah Cheney can come and say, you know, <laughs> Baruch Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the OU this tremendous, tremendous hope that they have the knowledge and the ability to help so many Jews.
0: Rabbi Avi Berman is with us, Executive Director of OU Israel. Uh, no question. I mean, your your, what, your description about what's being done for the youth is, is amazing, and I know that the work is well recognized and much appreciated. A um, couple other things, as we have a few minutes left. Um, OU Israel has had... Uh, an impact in the world of government in Israel? Has it made any significant inroads, especially in representing Anglos in the government of Israel?
1: Uh, you're touching a, a very important topic. Uh, you know, I am uh, the first one to say that uh, we do not have enough Anglos running to Knesset. If you compare the uh, Anglo community to any other community that made Aliyah, Uh, Whether it's the Russian community or it's the Ethiopian community. You know, Ethiopian, you have 100,000 Ethiopians in Israel, and they've got got two MKs, right? Sometimes they have three MKs. Right. Uh, Anglos, uh, at the most, you know, uh, you might want to count, uh, you know, Bibi Netanyahu, who was in the States for a few years. You might want to count Naftali Bennett, who spent a few years in the States. But at the end of the day, you you really don't have somebody that that was Anglo, you know, Doug Littman, uh, I correct myself, who who came to the States. Uh, Baltimore, but he was there only for for two years, uh, and he and he wasn't running on a firm platform. He was running on, on the Eshet platform. Right. Um, so uh, you, you really, are, uh, you know, I find that Americans are just really afraid of running to, uh, uh, running for for politics in Israel. Uh, there's no doubt it's a very rough field, but uh, you know, I, I want to encourage as many as many Anglo's as possible to to run to to try to get in there um and really uh make the put the fingerprint on, on on the Israeli government uh i will tell you that the ou has uh, had very significant uh, impact especially when it comes to uh the modern Orthodox world and especially when it comes to the uh the uh teens uh, in informal education, I, I will tell you that uh, together with uh, Neftali Bennett, who today is the Minister of Education, we have uh, literally opened an entire department inside the uh, Ministry of Education, dealing with modern Orthodox teens, the Tilumi teams that are, are, are at risk uh, today. Uh, that is something that never existed. Uh, if you look in, uh, you know, the uh, the Ministry of Education, uh, you always had uh, a department that, that dealt with the Arab population, the uh, secular population, the Haredi population. There was never anybody that was dealing with the modern Orthodox uh, teens in Israel. And uh, I'm proud to say that over the last, uh, literally, year, uh, this change has uh, has come about, uh, specifically in merit of, of the uh, Pearl and Harold Jacob Zula Center, uh, and the work that the OU is doing uh, there in order to make sure that uh, that there's understanding that something has to be done because uh, you can't come and say, oh, you know we're perfect, we only have we have Torah, we have Mada, we have a uh, secular, we have from, we know how to combine everything, we have no problems there's no such thing in, in today's day and age uh, you know just having a Yarmulke on your head or just having a a Shrugi or a black makes no difference uh, Yarmulke on your head doesn't mean your 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 uh, problems are all solved. You know uh Torah is uh Torah time, which means that we have to combine Torah with life, and uh sometimes we're we're unable to make that linkage and uh, when we don't make that linkage or you know if if uh, parents are are too busy or uh unfortunately the kid doesn't uh get the right message or unfortunately the kid doesn't feel like he could open enough to his parents then you then you gotta make sure that there's an advisor out there you gotta make sure that there's somebody else that's reaching out to the kid you make you gotta make sure that the kid is getting unconditional love. Uh, from the right people. Unfortunately, uh, there are many out there that are the wrong people. we got to make sure that they're getting it from the right people.
0: You mentioned a moment ago about the Department of Education. Am I right that there was uh, some type of initiative that, um, that that you had brought to certain colleges in Israel? Um, I, don't, I don't remember if it was to uh, help facilitate Anglos in Israeli universities. any of that sound familiar, or am I confusing it with something else?
1: Uh, I know of a couple guys that are trying to get uh, get programs happening in uh, colleges. I tell you, the JLIC is really trying to uh, open a, a branch in Barilan in IBC. I mean, we have the requests from the uh, you know the guys on the uh, campuses. Um, uh, you know, maybe listening to our show with somebody that wants to uh, uh, pick up the fork and uh, and make it happen. I mean, right now we're we're lacking the funds. We have the uh, the right people in place. We have the the right communities, we know exactly how to do it. I mean, you know, JLIC today is on 25 or 26 campuses here in North America. Rabbi Schrader, Rabbi Haber, they're doing a phenomenal job uh, on all these campuses, uh, together with an unbelievable staff. Uh, I, I will tell you that uh, there is a need. There is a need. you got to give out well. you got to, you know, Hurtzalia. Uh, you see these uh, um, uh, college students hanging around, and they're searching. They're, they're calling us, please open a JLIC here. You know, just because we're in Israel doesn't mean we don't need a JLIC, uh, you know, couple here. Uh, so we very much want it to happen. And uh, hopefully somebody will, uh, will call uh, the OU and say, listen, you know, we know, thank God, you're, you're pumping every dollar you're making from Kasha's bankets, bankets to the Jewish people. Uh, we know it's not enough. We know that, uh, thank God, you have the expertise. We want to donate a little more to make sure that this happens.
0: So it's accurate to say that OU Israel continues to make an impact on uh, Israeli society?
1: Baruch Hashem. It gets me up every morning with a big smile, and I go to sleep with a bigger smile. Rabbi, we know we're accomplishing, and we know we have a lot more to accomplish.
0: Rabbi Avi Berman is Executive Director of OU Israel. Those who are in the U.S. or anywhere outside of Israel, they are invited to come visit you and see what the OU Center does on a regular basis and to become more familiar, because you never know, there may be people outside of Israel who want to support these programs, because again, we love connecting to the Holy Land and having a little bit of a stake in the Holy Land. Uh, all they have to do is come and see you and your staff at the OU Center in Yerushalayim, and they'll get an, an eyeful and earful about uh, wonderful things that are going on.
1: A hundred percent. And uh, I, I could tell you that uh, uh, while, you know, I just, as as I well was speaking, just got another email from a grandmother who wants to take her, her children to... Uh, uh, see the Zula to learn more about it. And uh, two minutes ago, I got a different email saying, listen, Avi, I'm coming to Israel. You know, when can we get an army base together? I want to give visit to soldiers. You know, uh, what what could I bring with me? You know, so thank God, you know, uh, also the impact we're having on soldiers. Uh, it's, uh, you can't take anything for granted today. You know, Israel is a country where 20% of our budget is going towards, uh, towards security. Wow. And to take for granted that, uh, you know, Israel is going to have enough money in the climate that it's in, uh, to deal with all the to, to deal with pumping Yiddishkeit into society where you know you're, you're, we're very wrong and, and I and I will give Chai a tremendous uh, you know for understanding that you know uh, the soldiers the teens everybody needs chizuk you know you, you walk around you drive around Gush today and you, you can't you can't uh, but but notice all the people that are stopping by the bus stops uh, going over to the soldiers stopping at army bases bringing them food bringing them chizuk etc um, you know, and we try to uh, add on to that the spiritual guidance and, and love that we're giving them. So to, together, Be'ez will have a safe country for his Baruch we we'll to continue giving his blessing, and we'll be able to move forward.
0: Rabbi Berman, thank you so much. A pleasure speaking with you. to you, Rabbi Avi Berman, Executive Director of OU Israel. You are listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Program. This is the Alchum Siegel Network. Ah.
2: Asch gib Tag It's a vashem, Baruch Ageber, Asher Yitzhak Asher
0: It's the OU Jewish Reaction Program. That's uh, Leif Tahar, by the way, with one of their great selections. My thanks to Rabbi Avi Berman, Executive Director of OU Israel, who joined us earlier. Uh, Rifki Siegel is with us via telephone. She is the OU Israel Center Program Director. And you heard some of the things that Avi Berman, Rabbi Avi Berman had to say about programming at the OU Israel Center. We get to explore some of these things with Rifki Siegel. Rifki Siegel, welcome back to the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you very much. Nice to speak with you. Rabbi Avi Berman told us the following. He said 80,000 people visited the OU Israel Center for Programming in the year 2015. That sounds like an amazing number. Why do people find it such an attractive place?
3: Well, it's really like a jewel in the center of Yerushalayim for people who live there, for people who are tourists, for people who are there three or four months during the year, and people come for one class. They come for uh, to come every single day. They come for shurim. They come to Davin, They come for art classes, for music classes, to meet people, to go to our library, which is very lo- a large library with lots of uh, new English Judaic books that we have, as, lo- as well as the Hebrew books, the regular ones. They come to just enjoy being there, In the speaking English and meeting other English speakers, making new friends, Uh, it's just a great place to come.
0: Does it attract people? Does it attract people? Does it attract people of all ages? It
3: it attracts. It attracts. We have mommy and me programs, so we bring in people as young as six months old, and it brings in people as old as. very, very elderly people who are just still anxious to grow and to learn and to meet new people, and many, many of the ages in between.
0: Uh, some of the programming does not take place at the OU Center itself, because, although maybe it leaves from there, because I know that TU Lim are a very big part of the uh – of the programming, right, different... uh... Right,
3: I didn't even mention, I'm sorry, Nachman, I forgot to mention that. t'ulim are a very big part of our program, and it's growing at least once a week. Usually more we have a teul that goes at least from our center, and it goes to all places uh, throughout the land of Israel. And it's designed for people who have been or who live in Israel or who have been to Israel many times and it's behind the scenes places, it's places of uh, we go to factories, we go to farms, we meet political leaders, um, we we take a Tanakh in hand and see the same places that we may have seen many times, but we see it through the eyes of the Shultim, we see it through the eyes of the kings, through the through the through the prophets, through uh the Jewish people throughout the ages. And in addition and to our tours Yeah go ahead. Our- our tours are excellent, and I, I strongly recommend that uh, if you're here long-term here in Israel or if you're just coming for a few days, that you check our website, OUIsrael.org, to see the tours that we're having this week, and uh, you won't be sorry. Uh, one thing is that you need to reserve early because the tours fill up, uh, usually within a week of, of being
0: advertised. Yeah, I was going to ask you, there are a lot of seasonal people out there who will spend a month or two in Israel or maybe even longer, and some may be, spend extra time around the Chagim. It's a golden opportunity for them to take advantage of the same programs. They don't have to be Anglos who live 12 months of a year in Israel to uh, be part of this.
3: Right, correct. The truth is, what's going on is a lot of the people who come for one month a year, the few, say a few weeks after Pesach or Sukkot, they come back and they, they say to us, we want to stay connected to the shiurim that we've had at the center. What can we do? And this is bringing us to develop our website and to make it more of not only a uh, a center in the middle of Rehavi, but a virtual center that we're working to create so we can keep in touch with our friends. And there are people who... Who come to us and say they, they, they're coming back earlier next year because they want to be at the OU Israel Center and they don't want to miss their shear they come and they call it their shear, even though they're there maybe five or six weeks during the year because they enjoy it so much
0: <laughs> unbelievable Rifke Siegels with us OU Israel Center program director. you heard about the Teallin, the Shurim, the lectures, the movie nights, etc, cetera, etc cetera. Um, So how do you decide who gets the uh, opportunity to be part of your lecture series it to be part? Of the shiurim, I ask it that way because we're used to here in the United States a number of people who are really qualified to give these type of shiurim and speak on a variety of topics. It seems in Israel you have a much, much larger number. Am I under the wrong impression?
3: If I told you, it's just absolutely unbelievable it, it, the amount of people that we, the, the, the I don't want to call it the, 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 the knowledge and the. Um, the, the beautiful speaking ability that so many people have that, that are regulars at our center. Let's say, for instance, Rabbi Zev Lef speaks right. every single week at our center. Rabbi Shalom Gold speaks every week. The Rabbi Avra Manning. Rabbi Yitzhak Breitowitz. These are people who, when they go to Chutzpah do they go to America or to Europe, they attract hundreds and hundreds of people. And everyone's dying to, to get an opportunity to hear them in person, and we have them every single week, uh, all the time they're here. Um, in addition, we have Rabbi Niti Mima Mizrahi, who is world-renowned for, as a speaker for women, who speaks at our center every other month. And again, she, when she goes to America, there are thousands of women come uh, flocking to see her, and we have her every single week. Shera Smiles, who also is world-renowned, and she also speaks at our center every single week. And I just want to put a plug in right now so people should know there are many women who follow Mrs. Smiles, on a weekly basis for her partial Share and they watch it online where they come together and they listen to it. But uh, Tuesday mornings, 9.15, Mrs. Smiles is at the U. Israel Center, and we bring in a tremendous amount of tourists for her class in particular because she has a following worldwide.
0: Unbelievable. So a young academic...
3: Also, I'll tell you, Nachum, in addition, we did a uh, program this summer on uh, more science issues and Jewish meaning orthodox uh, scientists, and there are many, many, many great scientists who are also Torah scholars and uh, very good speakers who we've had the opportunity to hear as well. They work for Bar Ilan, they're in Hebrew University, they're in various uh, um, institutions throughout Israel involved in the secular world, but are also Torah scholars, and they speak as well and they're also we're very fortunate to have them
0: yeah that's why I say it's uh, you have an incredible pool of people to pull from and a young academic who has potential and you know could end up being one of these great speakers probably is having difficulty cracking the lineup, so to speak, <laughs> getting in and trying to be part of this whole system do you do you get some of the uh, the, yo- the younger people involved
3: we try, and not only do we try I, I very much uh, uh, value our responsibility at the OU Israel Center to bring in young talent because um, because they need an opportunity to get in in, a, in such a uh, group of, of experts. Once in a while, we do bring in the young talent, and we try as much as we can to promote them. Uh, For example, Yamima Mizrahi, who when we first had her many years ago, she was not so popular, and we brought her in with with, uh, an audience that was not so large, and uh, we're trying very hard to bring in that new, younger talent, and, and people are thrilled with the new people that we're bringing in as well. Uh, you still run a lot it's of... It's not easy for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Boy. And a lot of people in the audience know just as much as they know. You know what I mean?
3: I'll tell you, the audience in, in Israel, and what, this is one of the things that we hear from tourists in particular, they say they come to the classes, and not only does the teacher know so much, but they've never seen an audience of people, and they're older people, they're younger people, but they know so much, they just know a lot. Yeah. And it's it's very gratifying and exciting to be in a class where... Everyone is so anxious to learn, and they, they already know so much.
0: Rifki Siegel's with us, OU Israel Center Program Director. You're listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Program. This is the Nahum Siegel Network. You can go to ouisrael.org, ouisrael.org for information, especially if you're heading to Israel. Check out the website. It will tell you what's being featured at the OU Israel Center uh, during the time that you're there. Um, we spoke about the t-ulim and the uh, and the trips. There are also Shabbatonim that you coordinate. Uh, in addition, uh, th- there are much longer trips. I mean, the-, the-, the trip that we spoke about on the air, where you're heading with a group to India with Ari and Ari, that- that's an OU Israel Center uh, production, right?
3: That is an OU Israel Center production. It's an initiative to what we're trying to do is is do new educational initiatives that are Torah and that to bring the Jewish community uh, closer together internationally. And... Um, uh, someone said to me today, they said, you know, we can't go on your OU, your OU Israel mission or adventure. This year, we'll go next year. And I said, we're not having it next year. And they said, why? What happened? I said, because next year, it's not going to be an adventure. Next year, people are going to go to India, so they'll go to a tour company, and we'll have to go to a new place <laughs> where it will be an adventure. And the idea of what we're trying to do at the OU Israel Center has is become a model for adult education, whether it be in Shurim, whether it be in tulim um, or whether it be an in international programs that uh, that will trailblaze uh, the path for people to do and for people to think about India uh, or wherever the project may be. One of the things that we're doing with our India trip that we're very excited about is uh, doing a travel blog to keep people all over the world connected to us on our trip. So every day they'll be following our trip, following where we're going, seeing pictures of us and, and, and learning about the Jews of India and Judaism in India that has been for, for many, many years.
0: Travel blog will be accessible where? At the OU Israel website?
3: OUisrael.org. It will also be accessible through OU.org, and they can link to it from OU.org.
0: And uh, that trip has a lot of They'll participants? That trip has a lot of participants? Good response?
3: Yes, we have close to 40 people coming. I think as of today we are at 40, and we're closing, and uh, we're all excited to go. We've had our vaccinations. We have the diseases. <laughs> we uh, we're packed and ready to go.
0: Uh, Rifki Siegel's with us OU Israel Center Program Director uh, One of my favorites of course as you know is Torah Tidbits That's something that really allows the OU to reach out Throughout the entire country That publication which is a weekly And focuses so much on OU's activities And of course many other things including amazing DeVray Torah and announcements that are uh, Important to people all around Israel uh, That is sent to, to Cities everywhere in the Holy Land every week right?
3: Everywhere And it gets better and better each week and It's worth it uh, to look at
0: yeah, 100 percent, and it's accessible online, which we enjoy doing, so people could read it uh, before, or after Shabbos, and see what uh, you know what was uh, uh, presented that specific week. Meaning, people outside of Israel, so if you're in Israel, chances are you're going to find it in your synagogue, right? Correct. Uh, so you could do that outside of the uh, uh, outside of Israel. Just just search Torah tidbits; it'll take you straight to the website. So 80,000 people in 2015 visiting the OU Israel Center for programs like Tealim and Shirim and lectures, movie nights. Uh, all different things that are going on. Um, everybody out there is invited when you come to Israel to check out OU Israel, OU's uh, Israel Center uh, in person. Check out the website first so you can see what is expected to be presented during the time you're there, OUIsrael.org, Again, that's OUIsrael.org, the travel blog on the big adventurous trip to India. It's going to be on that website as well. Uh, it is amazing just how much programming comes from that one building in Israel. Rifki, is there anything else you want to mention?
3: And As uh, people keep uh, coming to the OU Israel Center, they should know as we grow, we hope to expand to, uh, to all over Yerushalayim because we're literally busting out of our building, and uh, we're looking to do satellite programs all over Yerushalayim and, and move out and really be the uh, adult education uh, in English, the Torah adult education for Anglos, in Israel and, and create from the on Tetzet Torah that from Yerushalayim and from Israel will be disseminating Torah all over the world, which is, we're starting to do and we, we're, we're thrilled with this hut, with the merit that we have to do such a thing. And, and we hope to see you here in Israel. And I ask all the listeners to please, when they come, to, to, if I'm not there greeting them at the door, to ask somebody to call me so I can meet them because I love meeting our visitors and, and touching base and having them become part of our OU Israel community, which grows and grows all the time.
0: Well, there it is. Rifki Siegel, OU Israel Center Program Director, OUIsrael.org. And again, uh, when you visit, make sure to seek her out. She wants to meet you no matter where around the world you are from. Rifki, thank you so much. Continued success with everything you're doing there. Thank you, Nachum. You're listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Program. This is the Nachum Siegel Network.
2: Shimor shey we is My Israel. here is Israel. Eirês, chi aíres, israel, vinha o nhoi vadi shoruel, oirês, shimai shoruel, Shave on a half a holy more, a more, Lo alecha more, ben khawri dilo ben khawri li batta mi badna ben khawri shigbane be samig shaibane beisamigda shaibane bimay rabia mainu shaibane bimay rabia mainu shaibane shaibane amida shaibane beisamigda amegdas sheibane sheibane beverami ame nu sheibane kemerami ame nu sheibane Lo, le gama ganik ma Loua le gama ganik ma Willa ta ben khori li va mena Loua ta Shayibane be samivdib, Shayibane B Sami Dha, Shaybane, Bhane Rabia Mainu Shayibane, Bhai Rabia Mainu Shaybane, Shaybane. Shahee Bonnet, be
0: Comes from Leif Tahar. You've been listening to the OU Jewish Reaction Program. This is the Nahum Siegel Network. Check us out on social media on Facebook, Nahum Siegel Network, on Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net, and to tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right after J.M. in the A.M. for another edition of the OU Jewish Reaction Program. Thank you for listening to the Nahum Siegel Network.